always gotta start first. <laughs> See, yeah. Okay, it's like. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my bad, you were doing already. <laughs> it wasn't as great as it was in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds a bit dead. What's <laughs> <laughs> dead? Please, yeah. It's brain dead with us. Bloody idiots, get out of my face. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Okay. Why do I always have to go first? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Hey, lovely guys. Um, welcome to episode 174 of No Shade Podcast. I am your favorite shade queen, my own royalty. And I'm joined here with a very lovely guest. She's a sister. Not because she's black. Like, <laughs> she's actually a sis. Yes. Um, she's a black woman who's doing amazing, amazing things, is doing inspiring things. And I really want to get into it. Please introduce yourself. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm Jenny. I'm a podcaster as well, fellow yep. podcaster. Um, and like as I said, you know, we're basically sort of sisters. Yeah. We're at the same place. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also a therapist. I work in mental health. Sick. Um, and I sort of dabble a lot in like public speaking. Yeah. Um, and you know, doing more sort of corporate talks around mental yeah. health and neurodiversity as well. Yeah. So I'm really happy to be here. I mean, you can't really say dabble when you did a whole TED talk. We're gonna get oh, to wait. that. We're gonna get to that. It, it still feels so surreal. So I, I can't can imagine. Even, it's it's weird saying that out loud. So I can imagine. But how are you though? Yeah, I'm okay. You're I'm good. I'm all right. A bit frazzled that there's a lot of traffic today. So it was a lot. I was really just bobbing and weaving through traffic. Yeah. Just trying to, Do you know what's crazy? I think because yeah. I because I come what I'm here. I'm here Monday to Friday. I basically live with Brent basically, <laughs> and I come really early in the morning. Yeah. So I don't really face traffic like that. Oh, so okay. on the weekends, I forget what the situation it's is. Bad, it's so bad. Especially when we call that like in the afternoons. I'm like, where's everybody going? Like, what are you guys doing? It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Traffic is a lot. To get out. Like, it's just yeah. I I hate coming to. There's a particular like, especially River High Tunnel. Once you get stuck in there, you know you can't come come okay. back as well. And there's no signal inside. One time I got stuck there. So literally, I said, "What is my luck?" There was it was a car in front of me. Yeah, the car in front of me broke down. Oh my gosh. And I think I was I was going to a day party and I was running late. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to make it for the door closed. But I was thinking, I can't like see you. Just, you're going to have to let me in at some point. Yeah. But then literally the car in front of me. And I just thought, and you That's know like annoying. it's one of those ones where you let someone in. Oh my gosh. The and I said, <laughs> what are the, what is the odds? And I, I said to you, I said, because you know, obviously with the brother had tunnel, like it's like, it's, 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 uh, what's it called? It's basically small. It's it's narrow. Yeah. It's so narrow. That's narrow. it. Narrow. It's very yeah. narrow. Like you just about can go in your stay in your own lane kind of yeah. thing. And then I remember, like I said, I'm not going to lie to you. You need to move your vehicle to the side. <laughs> <laughs> but how? <laughs> no, it, it got done. So basically, oh. I remember there was this because obviously when people stop, everyone's beeping. But I hate when people do that as well. That beeping stuff really pisses me off because mm. do you really think I just want to stop here for the fun of it? You, I'll be honest. I'm one of Your those people party, that will yeah. beep. Yeah, mm. I get so angry inside. <laughs> <laughs> and people were beeping and then there were some guys who came out of the car and obviously when people clocked in, they were like, do you know what? Let's Because I think it was like around a bend. So we had like a bit more space where if you moved a bit on the pavement, Mm. then we could kind of squeeze through. Yeah. And I said to the guys, I was like, yeah, I said, help him like lift the car and do what you guys need to do. And literally, I just sat in my car. As soon as I saw a gap, I said, I'm out. And I've also got a fear of like, I'm not really claustrophobic per se, but I think I have claustrophobia tendencies. Mm. So being stuck in a tunnel with no signal, yeah, it freaks me out. That's why I don't like tubes. Yes. And my friends know this. I hate tubes. Like when I when they do get me on one, mm. um, and you know it's really loud as well. And I sit around, I'm looking at other people, and they're just acting normal. Yeah. And I'm just like, isn't this I'm loud? Is something happening? Yes. I'll literally get off the station. The worst is when you see like the light spark, like you see some yeah. some kind of spark, and I'm like, okay, I hate it when it stops, when it randomly stops. But have you ever stopped like in, when you're during um, when you're in the tunnel, so you're not yeah. on the station platform? Oh yeah, and it's all dark and it's outside. Dark. Yeah. And I start thinking, so if something was to happen, how would I now escape? How do you? Like, I remember yeah. years ago when I was in school, one of my friends, um, she got stuck on a train and they had to walk on the platform to like the next um, station. And it was dark. That's the sort of thing that would make someone collapse. Like, like no, me, absolutely. I would literally faint absolutely. from that. And they had like a flashlight and everyone what? had to use the flashlights on their phones. And, it, and I said, what if there was another train like... Yeah. This is wild. 
No, I can't. I can't. That's like my worst fear. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't like uh-uh. problems like that. I like peace all the time. Just peace, and I like to see like what's outside. I, yeah. I need to see like what's my exit point. And yes, everything. I need like I need clear. Yeah, that is uh, me. I sit where I can. If anything have pops off, I'm out. I'm out the door. Like the quick. way my mind like sort of works is, what was it the? I see. I don't even know what line, but the one that I think it's, it's an East type of state, Canada Water. I think it is. Or, oh, Jubilee. Or, yeah. So when you go down the escalators, like. I start to think like how oh, yeah. how low in the ground are we, are we going? going? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and how long will it take for me to yes. get back up there? Yeah, because uh-huh. escalations are like London Bridge's one is the worst. I think it's so. Is it London Bridge? I'm sure there's other worse ones, but it's just it's just never ending. The escalators. I'm like, yeah. this is ridiculous. So it's a bit too far down. It's a lot. It's actually a lot. It's but crazy. Kudos to people who God protect us all. Yeah. Really and truly. But yeah, I want to get into what you do. I know you're an occupational therapist. Are you still an occupational therapist? I am still. Yeah. So how did you get into all of that? Um, so I guess I have to go back to secondary school, you know, when yeah. you start thinking about like your careers mm. and picking out your options and things. So yeah. I knew I wanted to go into healthcare. Um, just um, like most people say, I have a yeah. passion for like helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, I think in year 11 or so, I did mm. a placement. Oh at, yeah, year 11 is when you do it. Yeah, 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 I did a placement at Maudsley Hospital. Okay. Um, so Morsley is a mental health hospital. Mm-hmm. It's quite known. Um, and when I was in there, I was really surprised by like, I, like I just didn't really imagine what a mental health hospital would look like. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I watched loads of movies and mm-hmm. I thought, oh gosh, it's going to be full of like, just violence and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And really and so truly, when really and truly like yeah. it, um, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Um, and I was just surprised to see like how many health professionals are working mm. together to support like certain individuals. Yeah. And I ended up speaking to an occupational therapist mm-hmm. and she sort of told me about her role. Yeah. Told me. And the thing is, although I wanted to go into healthcare, I knew I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wasn't smart enough to be a doctor. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, you know, nursing, I thought, oh gosh, there's it's too much physiology mm. and anatomy. Um, so I was sort of trying to think, okay, so yes, I want to go into healthcare, but I still want to be creative as well. Mm-hmm. So when she told me about what she does and even though she's doing assessments, they're creative type of assessments. Okay. Um, I was like, okay, this is this is cool. So I did yeah. a bit of research on the NHS website and yeah. I decided, okay, this is the path for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't realize was, I mean, I thought I was sort of running, you know, going to run away from my physiology and anatomy until I got to uni. <laughs> and that was like one of my main modules. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, those unassisted. It's one of those like core modules as well. You really can't get away from it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh, this first year, how am I going to pass this? <laughs> um, but anyways, I did it and I did enjoy certain parts of it. Okay, and that's, that's how I sort of started getting an interest in like neurology mm. and just the science behind mental health and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a three-year degree. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it's two years if you do um, a master's and throughout your three years, you're put on placements. Okay. Um. Every university is different, but I did three placements, one every year, and okay, they so sort of went up by increments. So my first one was like a month, the second was two months, my last okay. one was like the longest four months. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. It was challenging as well. Yeah. And luckily, my final two placements were in um forensic hospitals. So okay. forensic meaning, and it sounds scary, but it means um like it's a mental health hospital, yeah. but they the individuals who are in there, the patients, they also have Various criminal backgrounds Okay As well Okay So my final one was at Broadmoor Hospital Okay um, And again like I was Oh my gosh this is How is this going to be mm, Like you know, I had yeah. my, my preconceived ideas Of what it would sort of look like Look like yeah um, But again I was just I was just amazed Yes of course you know You've got like those who are really, really unwell. Yeah. But the work that they do in there, like mm. we, they had a whole recovery college and oh, wow. the artwork was just amazing. Like you would have thought oh. like, I don't know, it's Picasso or I don't know, someone yeah. like famous. <laughs> but I think it's because it's of how we're, we're, we've been socialized to see people who like suffer mental health issues and people who like, are like diagnosed and like going and um, are in these hospitals and these establishments. Like yeah. in our minds, we're just, it's like society's kind of socialized us to think that they're rejects and they're just good for nothing. Yeah. But there's so many people that are so talented and it's just circumstances that put people in different in different positions, really and truly. Absolutely, absolutely. And it definitely changed my perspective mm. um, on just certain things that you see in the media. Yeah. 
when somebody gets arrested or mm. commits a crime, like it really made me sort of try and think more beyond beyond that crime mm. and um just you know look at the person as a person for who they are and yeah. look at their journey. It's not to say that the crime they committed wasn't wrong, mm. obviously, but um yeah, I was just so fascinated by like the different um mental illnesses and how yeah. they manifest in different ways. Yeah. Um, and just being part of like a professional team, like you work alongside nurses, psychiatrists, mm-hmm. um, just different health professionals, and yeah. we each bring something very different to the table. So, yeah, yeah like as soon as I qualified, I went straight into uh, forensic mental health. Mm, okay. And I've been in there since, and I've just worked in sort of different sectors, like yeah. community, hospital, prison. Um, yeah. That is really, really cool, you know. That's very interesting. So, you know, you said how, is it the most, what's the hospital first? Mostly. Mostly, that's it. Yeah. Um, You said how it wasn't what you thought it would be. Mm. So, in my mind, I know what I'm thinking it might be like. So, what was the reality of it? So, the reality is that there are a lot of unwell yeah. people in there. Yeah. Um. Obviously, that's why they're there. Yeah. Um. But, I don't know. I think it just... Maybe it's just the stuff that I watched on TV, like mm, yeah. you know when they talk about like forcing medication and oh yeah, you know, that and kind they don't want to take it, and you're like, oh, you have to yeah, take it, and, and you have to, yeah. It's a lot more. Um, it's it's not it's not like that at all. It's mm. definitely a lot more thought through and yeah. more dignified and yeah. and and all that kind of stuff. So I and also like a lot of them, especially when you see the journey from when they are admitted to yeah. when they you know almost ready for discharge, and yeah. you just see how much work. Has been put from different health professionals, mm-hmm. even if they are taking medication. It's not yeah. just about medication; it's also the therapies. Yeah, you know, we had like music therapists, drama therapists. Okay. I didn't even know they existed. That's sick. I didn't so- even did I? <laughs> you just said it. That's wow. I didn't even know they existed. So, like, it really just opened my head, or my mind, to Your like mind, a different yeah. world. Um, and it just made me realize that there's just so much. Unfortunately. Obviously, with the NHS, like mm. funding, and it's not always we don't always feel as appreciated. I yeah. think, um, especially like nurses and doctors. But it just shows you like how much work is being put in behind mm. closed doors. And that's the thing I always say that because I've had like conversations recently, like around like Black Lives and all that stuff, and I'm just like, it's easy when when you don't know something, it's easy to think that nothing's being done. Yeah, but there's so many layers to things, and there's so many people who see these layers and are actually acting like be like behind the scenes. Mm. Well, it's not, yeah, I guess it's behind the scenes because I don't I can't I guess maybe they're not as loud about it or maybe they don't get the attention at because it's not what's you know it's not what's gonna go viral. So yeah. I've I've kind of been I've been so intentional these days now about saying oh nothing's been done about this or this because it's, I'm in my mind if I feel like I'm kind of I'm um Excuse French, but I'm like basically shitting on people who are actually working hard mm. to do this. Like, I wouldn't have thought like there's this many layers to yeah. it. People complain about the NHS and stuff, and they're like, they mainly complain about you know you go you go to A and E and you know you're on a list for like a surgery and you're waiting for your operation date. Yes, and there's just so many more layers mm. to these things. That's yeah. so interesting. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Absolutely. And obviously, the, you know, the main thing as well is, when you're talking about like waiting times, therapy, yeah. right? A lot of people are mm. seeking therapy now. And especially if you are trying to go through the free NHS route, yeah. the waiting list is ridiculous. Mm. And we're very aware of that. But imagine what the waiting list is yeah. just within our own sort of institutions yeah. as well, within hospitals. And, you know, whilst there is good being done um, mm. behind the scenes, I think, you know, there are still issues, yeah. especially within like the black community. Mm. And hence why, like my talk, was sort of touching on those different areas as well mm-hmm. um, of black mental health and yeah. just some of the things are overlooked and yeah. some of the things that I've sort of seen in my own practice yeah. um, that I don't necessarily agree with or, you know, that I sort of think, okay, well, no wonder people are mm-hmm. committing crime if they're left untreated. Yeah. You know, and it's not stuff, stuff that the media would sort of portray and highlight. Yeah. 
all you really see is a criminal has done this. Mm. They've gone to prison for X, Y, Z yeah. amount of times. And um, whilst, yes, they may have committed the crime, like, mm. they don't talk about, like, okay, maybe this person was in a psychotic state yeah. when they when they done it. So even if you do speak to the person after they've committed a crime, they can't tell you why. Why? Yeah. They can't tell you anything. And you're looking at them like, okay. You, well, you did it. You, so you did why? it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I probably did too, but I, I can't tell you tell why. You why. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's it, it definitely gives you a different perspective. Yeah. And... You know, I do feel privileged to sort of see both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not sort of negating the crime and, you know, what's being done, but just being part of like, I think what we do, especially in forensic hospitals yeah. or forensic settings, um, is really important because mm-hmm. as we know, there's a lot of crime that it it's rising like every single day. Yeah. Um, but then there's a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. that are being overlooked, neurodevelopmental yeah. issues like, the pres- according to the Prison Reform Trust, there's a high proportion of criminals who are, you know, or people who are in contact with the criminal justice system who mm. are left undiagnosed. So they might have autism, ADHD, mm. um, on top of that, a mental illness, yeah. on top of that, trauma. Mm. So it's, yeah. It's it, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, because I, I know when I was um when I was in uni, I just spoke about it this week earlier this week as well. I was saying how when I was in uni, because I'm so I'm naturally an empath. God just decided that He was going to place a lot of burdens in my heart. So I literally, I'm such a, I really soak in how other people feel. Like I literally put myself in people's shoes without intentionally doing so. Yeah, like it's it's sometimes it's a bit it's a bit much sometimes. Do you yeah. get what I mean? And I've always said like even with working in like in medicine, I. It was never something I knew I could do because I would be so upset. Mm. I can't tell, I can't give you bad news. I will, mm. you would end up consoling me. Yeah, do you get what I mean? It's, I've a always, lot. I, it's, a, it's a lot. It must be very taxing. And I was, um, so I remember during uni, I studied, one of my modules was about um, kind of like drugs and crime and stuff. And again, the way it was socialized to see drugs, like, oh, you know, you have a choice. And everything does come down to choice, but some people, in a way, the choice is kind of made for them because it's like mm. they have no choice. But, do you know what I mean? It's like they have a choice, but life leads them to this path kind of thing. Mm. And studying that and seeing about like, knowing about like addictions and like, learning about addictions and everything, it just makes me see things in such a different, in a different light. Yeah. And just being more empathetic. And I guess just seeing people, which is what you're saying, like just seeing people from a human side. Yes, they might do something wrong. Yes, they've committed crimes or whatever, but they're still a human level two because I believe that the way society is we're so big on like it's so fast-paced that we really ignore each other yeah absolutely we really ignore each other and when we see people in society who you know life is they're you know they're they're down bad like so, so for example they're homeless people just ignore them mm-hmm. and I'm saying like do you know what sometimes just just acknowledging a person's presence just making someone feel like they are human yeah can make such a big difference absolutely so I definitely feel you on um like kind of just having a, a mind that's open to see things in a different way to, I guess, like how you're raised or what you've always learned and and everything. And one of thing that breaks my heart, I feel like anyone suffering from, like from mental health, you know, illnesses is sad anyway. Mm-hmm. But it always it extra breaks my heart when I see that black people suffer from it. Absolutely, I'm just it like is so even like working in prison as well. Like when I see, you know, we all know like a whole high proportion of. Um, criminals who are there are from a black or ethnic minority group Mm -hmm. um so when i see and i work with men as well yeah so when i see them come through or just see them on the wings or whatever just like why why Mm. why did this happen but i know within my myself like you know some of the reasons that you know would have led them to this point but Mm. i just i hate to see it i hate it it breaks my heart what i hate even more is just like even when i see their case so before i um you know they put onto my um my caseload or whatever, yeah. and I sort of read through their history, and I just see so many question marks, like query this, query that. There's nothing like there's straightforward. N- you look at, you know, when you're trying to get collateral information from yeah. like maybe school. Yeah. So we get a lot of young people, so from 18 upwards okay, as well. Yeah. There's nothing to be found. Really. There's nothing to be found. So you're sort of like going in there. This person's, you know, either mentally ill yeah. or, um, you know, whatever, and you don't necessarily know what to. Like what to, to do with yeah, it? Yeah, because it's basically like giving you a blank sheet and you've now got to fill in everything. Yeah, a blank sheet. And 
Um, and a lot of them, they've been, it's a, it's a cycle for them. They've been mm-hmm. in and out of prison, in and out of like just contact with the justice system, yeah. with the police. And it's just, it's normal to them. Mm. But to me, when I sort of observe them and or do certain assessments, I'm like, yeah. actually, you, you, there might be something there. We need to assess you even further. Yeah. Why hasn't this been picked up before? Yeah, You know, I, me- I remember... I met this guy, I think he was yeah, maybe mid-20s. Mm. And what, what was his, I can't remember what his offense was. Um, but he came to us and when he was on the wings, like he wasn't coping at all. Like he mm. was barging into people. Just he angry. was like, just, it wasn't even, because initially I thought, okay, is he, is he angry at something? Yeah. Like what is his motive? Mm. But no, even when I would come like to him, he would like poke me. And mm. I'm, I'm like, what, why is he doing this? Um, and then eventually like we assessed him and then we realized oh no he might actually be on the spectrum uh, he might be on the spectrum and also additionally like have um i think um he was diagnosed with schizophrenia as well okay so everything that he was doing he wasn't actually aware of it we then spoke to his parents and mm. you know and that's another thing culture mm, so i was gonna get into that his parents like you know were saying actually yeah we did notice that you know there were certain mm. things but we didn't really what we didn't really know it. what to do So we did everything for him and I was like It's all about school Didn't school pick anything up? No The only thing they picked up Was that Oh he was aggressive He was mm, And he's um, just a naughty kid now Interrupting the classroom So all these things Are being missed mm. And now this this guy Is like 20, 26, 27 years old wow. What what more can, can you do? Yes yeah. we can support him But usually these things Should be picked up At earlier stages mm, Yeah Um, And again This was a, a black man so sad. So yeah, it's it's really sad how they're failed even before they come into the mm. system. That's so sad because we had the um ladies from Five Times More. Yes. And they like they're doing amazing in terms of, you know, highlighting what black women go through when it comes to like maternity, like risks and everything. And they were talking about like the root of some of the problems. And they were saying how, like, for example, like with um in medical school and stuff. They don't really learn that they don't you don't they don't the knowledge doesn't really come from using black bodies basically. Yeah. From like using like understanding what black bodies are like kind of thing. And one of the ladies, I think Chloe, I think it was, she was saying how, which I found was very interesting. She was saying how like back, I can't remember when the time frame, but she said how in the early medis, uh, medical um period, there was this notion that black people can't feel pain. Oh yeah. And yeah. so that's just carried on. Like even now, like yes, so she was saying that even now, that's why a lot of black women, I mean, a lot of them that they don't voice their opinion, they don't voice that they're, that they're in pain because they feel like they're going to be ignored anyway. Mm-hmm. And even when they do voice that they're in pain, they're ignored anyway. Do you get me? So, do you feel like with mental health as well? I don't know what you know the medical history of that is, but is it believed that black people actually suffer from mental health issues? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's not believed enough, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and also, I think language. Okay. Um, being able to articulate what it is that you're, you know, what, what it is that's happening is yeah. also a struggle for a lot of black people yeah. because um, essentially, even before they can even speak to try yeah. and explain themselves, they're already being judged. Mm. Um, so when I'm meeting or like having sessions with any of my patients, yeah. It's it's really hard. Like the initial stages, it's really hard for them to articulate. Or oh, actually, I'm I'm hearing voices, or I'm I'm paranoid, or is this? Mm. And it's like I get it because they've not been taught yeah. how to to do that mm. compared to let's say their white counterparts. Who, yeah. Where when I do like an assessment with them, it's very easy. They're very you know they're able very to open. articulate themselves, yeah. and it just flows more. Mm. So I think it's it's just really sad, like how we're not. Again, not believed, and yeah. um, even if we, we do sort of display certain symptoms, yeah. um, it's taken as something else. Taken as oh, mm. you're aggressive, or mm. you're lazy, or you're that. Yeah. Um, and I think it, it all goes back to you know how you know 
institutionalized like we are we are and yeah. how racist racism has a play to um a part to play in it. A part to play in it as well. So I think even now, even though like mental health, especially amongst black people, is being yeah. spoken about more, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of bias, I would say. Okay. Um so especially when somebody is being aggressive or they're refusing medication yeah you know you still hear a lot of stories of oh um the way that they're being restrained yeah um so a lot of um laws have come out from um just enforcing like certain restraints and yeah what um has gone wrong in the past unfortunately mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's just it's, it's everywhere like you said it's maternity it's in mm-hmm. mental health physical health as well but mm-hmm. there isn't when i was studying there wasn't all my textbooks like they were all white people mm. and even when I was when we went on to like the mental health modules there wasn't necessarily anything about culture yeah um and because even within like I'm Nigerian and yeah. mental health I think now because things are progressing like yes. it's been spoken about a bit more but yeah. really and truly it's you can't like, see what it have you got to be anything about kind of thing exactly. yeah and it's like, oh, I, don't you know that I suffered I came mm. to this country at 25 years old I didn't have anything and you know they don't necessarily understand. understand. Yeah, they don't. Um, or if what tends to happen a lot is if um, your child or family member is like displaying, you know, certain behaviors, like maybe they're hearing voices, they're responding yeah. to things. Oh, it's like oh no, this person is, is witchcraft. Is mm. is this? Is take that? It to church is deliverance. Take it to church. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, it's no. Let's take them to hospital. Yeah, actually, and that's the thing. <laughs> figure out what's happening. That's the thing because I'm a Christian. I love God. I don't believe there's nothing that God can't do. But I think that I also am someone who believes that God has given human beings knowledge to be able to help with certain things. You mean, I can't have a migraine and just sit there and be like, God, heal me. (laughs) There's a reason why that migraine is there. And the doctor Mm -hmm. can help me figure out why that is. And it's so sad because I think that we've been been so social. Like, sometimes I think about, I think the root of this, it's like there's a root of this, but... It's got like so many branches now mm-hmm. and it's sad because, okay, yes, there's a reach of this, but moving forward, it's like we just keep living in the same cycle. So we're not really getting anywhere because even you mentioned how obviously today we've got a lot of conversations about, you know, mental health illnesses mm-hmm. and just your mental health in general. Do you think that there's a lot of misconceptions because I don't, I haven't done as much research as I need to do. Mm. And I believe there's a lot of um, misunderstandings, misconceptions misdiagnosis because I think online these days people have a bad day and they're like oh it's depression I'm like people are going through depression it's a serious thing I feel like as much as there's this knowledge out there I feel like people kind of I don't know I hope it doesn't come out rude but people kind of water down sit like things Mm. do you get what I mean do you agree with that I think in terms of like the misdiagnosis and some people self-diagnosing themselves right Um, I, I see that, I see why people do it and yeah. I understand it because yeah. unfortunately, especially amongst the black community and mm-hmm. let's say for example, um, ADHD, yeah. that's been like a hot topic now. Like oh, yes. lots of people coming out saying that they have it or they feel like they have mm. it or even diagnosing themselves. Yeah. I don't necessarily see anything wrong okay. with that, um, personally, because the way everything is set up now, yeah. even if you were to try and get a diagnosis to try and mm. figure out what's happening, it's going to take you maybe three years. And it's crazy. You know, I'd rather people get information from reputable resources, resources like the NHS or, um, you know, there's so many other organizations that can provide you with resources. Yeah. And um, try and, you know, work things out by yourself if you're yeah. able to. But I do feel like, in terms of watering down certain mm-hmm. diagnosis, is still an issue because yeah. at the end of the day, things like schizophrenia, things like even ADHD or ASD, which is autism spectrum disorder, mm-hmm. they're all clinical conditions. Yeah. Um, and what I wouldn't want is for people to start confusing mm-hmm. um, the different terms, the different traits that okay. there are. Yeah. Um, I would always say, like, go to a professional if mm-hmm. you can. Yeah. Um, if you want to get more information about yourself or yeah. another person. Um, and this is why you've got to take it with a pinch of salt, like what you mm. see on social media, for example, yeah. especially like on TikTok. Um, I see no, so TikTok many. Is the worst. <laughs> oh my I see God. so many 
people like saying, oh, it's this, it's that. And it's yeah. like, it's, I know it's coming from a, a good place, mm. um, but you still have to be careful because yeah. there are people out there who take that seriously That's and will apply it to themselves. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's hard. It's really mm. hard. And the way our NHS system is set up now, yeah. like I can't, you know, you probably know like people are leaving. Mm. I've even left really? the NHS. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm like, I've got like one foot in it. Okay, but I'm yeah. doing like private work as well, but it's it's really difficult because there's so many. There's not just the financial pressure, but there's so many other pressures mm, within. I can imagine within there, where it's like the demand. It's the demand is too high. Mm. There's a waiting list. You've got people, more and more people coming in with certain symptoms because you know pandemic, stress, yeah. trauma. Um, so it's a lot. Um, so I, I do get why people might try and find yeah. information elsewhere. Mm. Um, but I would always say, like I said, take it with a pinch of salt. And obviously, yeah. if it's like so debilitating, like it's affecting your daily living yeah. and how you can function in society, seek yeah. professional help where you can. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really hard, and yeah. I don't know what the solution really is apart mm. from the the government. Yeah, that's up, the thing. <laughs> and they don't like they're trying to. <laughs> No, not yeah. at all. So yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah. But I do understand. I find um trauma very interesting because I think I find it interesting that sometimes, so in my mind, I think as I guess the way I've been socialized or what I've what I've come to know growing up was that like if you're someone from trauma, it has to be from something like massive. That like, you've been to war or like mm. you had an accident or something massive. You get me? So I think the older I get. I'm trying to understand more of it and how it can be from little things. But I don't know if I'm right by that. It can be from <clears throat> like minor things that that are minor to other people, but yeah. impact you in a, in a greater way. Yeah. Um, trauma doesn't always have to happen to you directly as well. Mm, okay, yeah. So let's say the clients that I work with in prison, um, a lot of them have come from gang the gang life. Like, yeah. you know, whether they've been involved in it or yeah. not. But I always say like, just because you, you know, something hasn't happened to you mm. doesn't mean you don't have like PTSD, for example. Mm. Like you, a lot of them have seen like maybe their their friends, their friends and family members like, yeah. like, you know, getting involved and unfortunately pass away. So mm. again, that's another form of trauma. Yeah. Um, but they don't realize it. They're like, oh, but it didn't happen to me. Mm. But you saw it and that's not normal. Yeah. It's, it seems normal, normal to you because it's, it was like your everyday sort of thing. But yeah. And then it manifests because then, you know, some of them, they might try and self-medicate okay. by using illegal drugs, for mm, example. And, and again, and that's, like, another, yeah. that's another thing. Like we have, um, so it's called drug-induced psychosis. Okay. So psychosis, like hearing voices, seeing things that aren't really there, yeah. being paranoid, mm. um, that's caused by taking certain drugs. Okay. Um, it can just be a small amount. It can be a big amount. Mm. You don't know, like you you just you just don't know how your brain will react to certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so, a family friend like that where he did something, I can't remember if it was weed or something, and he literally had a whole breakdown. It was it was very it was a lot. It was a lot. Like yeah. even just the other day we're catching up with his mum and he's recovered really well from it. Mm-hmm. And you know he's gone to uni, he's graduated first class. Like so, he's he's come up come out on top which is so great but I think that's the thing you just never know how these things are gonna you just, have, yeah. just, just don't know you just don't know for some people it's like oh well I tried it because my friends tried it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah your friend is fine but look you're, what happened yeah, you're to different. you yeah um, but like yeah and then just you know talking more on trauma like a lot of the people I work with again they've come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. where you know maybe there's been death in the family yeah. or the way that they've grown up, they didn't have much to live mm. on, hence why they had to do certain things. Yeah. Um, they might have been abused themselves mm. um, and didn't really at the time see that as abuse. Yeah. Um, so there's so much trauma within the yeah. black community, I yeah. would say, um, men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just having that, the language to sort of, the language and also the space to be able to verbalize like what's yeah. happened and take the steps to, you know, seek support mm-hmm. uh, and accept support as well. I yeah. think that's another thing, trying to accept 
what's happening, it's it's tricky. It's a lot. A lot of the time. Just got to face that reality and that a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to do that. And then it just ends up being a whole cycle yeah. over and over again. So there's just so many like sub, I call it like sub issues mm-hmm. within like other within bigger issue. issues. <laughs> Um, where it's like it just seems never ending, but yeah. we have to start somewhere. Yeah. Hence why, like, like some of my friends are like, why? Why would you choose to work here? Mm. Like, come on! I know you like helping people, but this is like Girl. way beyond. <laughs> yeah, I get this all the time, and I'm yeah. like, well, I just, I sometimes I don't even know. But I think the main thing is that I'm curious. I'm curious to mm. know, like, yes, you've committed a crime, fair enough, but why? Yeah, like what was? What, yeah, what, what was led the you to this point? Yeah, you know. So that interesting, yeah. Yeah, that's sort of how it is. But then how do you take care of yourself though? Because what you deal with is is heavy. Yeah. So like what is it, your um how do you take care of yourself with all of that? Um, I think I'm I'm really I'm just well first I'm really good at like compartmentalizing, right? Okay. So you know, I might hear someone's done something. Like we get a lot of like high profile crimes. Oh yeah. That come through. That comes through and I don't know. Sometimes you do get desensitized mm. when you hear them over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I once I come out of the gate, so mm-hmm. come out of work, I leave it there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't sort of take it home. If yeah. someone asks me about work, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's all right. Or mm. I don't really go into detail into because detail, yeah. if I go into detail, it's like, oh my gosh. And then they want to know more. And then yeah. I have to start explaining. And then now, yeah, now you're doing the whole thing. And yeah. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just keep it separate Like this is work um, mm. And then You know When it hits like Five o'clock or five thirty I'm me out like partying And it's, it's a total <laughs> different world <laughs> Yeah Yeah I got what you mean you About know? being desensitized Because I work with um, Offenders as well And I remember when I first Started my job I was like Oh my gosh Like oh like, Every moment was like Oh my goodness Oh my goodness But now it's crazy Because I hear things And I'm just like Oh yeah mm. That happens Like Yeah But I think it's really important that. Like so so the team that, that I manage there as well. Mm-hmm. So we, every week we have like reflective practice. Okay. So it's just a chance for people to just talk about anything. So okay. um, if there was an incident, like maybe debrief after that, if people mm-hmm. are comfortable to do so. Yeah. Um, we also have like a massage therapist. Oh, nice. Staff. Okay. Yeah. So we're able to get some funding for that. Again, yeah. just because we understand that it's a stressful environment. Yeah, and it's, it's not like a, a bit, quote yeah. unquote, like normal <laughs> place to yeah. talk. Working every single day, mm-hmm. um, so we do sort of put things in place for staff, yeah, um, to take care of their well being. Um, um, do you do like compulsory like therapy sessions as well? Or? Um, it's not compulsory because okay. we recognise that not everybody sort of wants to do do that, but the yeah. option is still available. Yeah, um, and it's I think it's just like little things like meeting up with your colleague and just being like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Like, I remember. Oh my gosh, this was. I mean, it's gonna sound funny but i mean it's it's funny but traumatic <laughs> at the same time but yeah. this was like and it happened a day before i was going to go to um dlt motor oh. i was doing okay. war so uh war is basically when um so every week would talk about certain patients there okay so we had an inpatient unit for those who were really really unwell and just couldn't manage on the wings okay so we're doing our daily war and the consultant was there and we're meeting with a particular patient who was very unwell mm-hmm. and we knew that he was unpredictable. Okay. Um, and he it was just talking and ran, he was I didn't notice anything. Mm. And I don't know if I should say a trigger warning. I'll just say just in case, but trigger he, warning. this patient had a cup of pee Stop it. and <laughs> oh dear. Yes, and threw it over me. Mind you, my hair was done for DLT <laughs> for Malta. Oh right? my gosh! My hair was done, um, and it it was um it was planned. It it was planned. Like he was waiting for me to to stand in a certain in the position. same place, and he could really really get you. <laughs> and he threw it all over me and the consultant. And it took me a while to register. I was just like, what? And then I could see like the nurses and the the officers like coming just to get me out. They closed his hatch, and um. I just remember just standing there like, what, what, what's what happened? What's happened? Like, yeah. what is this on me? Is this, is this water? <laughs> yeah, because it's not, is, is it water? Yeah. Is it acid? What, what is it? Kind of thing? Like, you just never this? know. But um, I, I ended up finding out what it was. And they took me to the clinic room and the nurses, they were amazing. Like, you know, the aunties as well. They're like, okay, yeah. nurses, like ah, my darling, come, 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 come. <laughs> Let me clean this off you. And it was just, 
yeah, it was just a whole a That's whole a thing. Lot. But like I remember like my manager as well sort of came came down to see yeah. me and and you know, we all I mean I didn't stay, I went home because I needed yeah, to change. I need to shower. I, said, I need to get out of here. Um, but it was nice like how that support must the support was there yeah. and um they followed it up. They um asked me if I wanted to report it yeah. as an incident. Yeah. And they were just really professional about the mm. whole thing. Yeah. Um and that's just yeah, one of the many sort of obviously incidents, incidents that, that you can go through. Um but yeah, so we do sort of look after each other and mm. I that's think that's really, really good important. though. It's needed. It's needed. Yeah, because we understand like we understand what it is. Yeah. Um, we understand that okay, these people are unwell, but still, like sometimes you, I think you might get punched in the face, and it's yeah. not it's not nice at yeah. the end of the day. Um, so yeah, the support system is there, and you know yeah. when I get home, I sort of kiki with my friends, mm. and you know it's it's nice to have that your separation. own balance. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about like just keeping it separate. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, oh my goodness, you did a TEDx talk. That's amazing. You know, thank you. That's I, I know you say that like, it's not surreal, but. That is absolutely amazing. Honestly, congratulations on that. You did amazing. How did that come about? Did you, did they reach out to you? Like, what was that? Yeah, like a year ago, yeah. um, someone from the team reached out to me. Yeah. Um, or just over a year ago. Mm. Uh, I think we were one of the lockdowns. Okay. And Honestly, do you know my I sister, don't even know which one. My sister, in. my sister said something yesterday about like, she's like, oh, one of the lockdowns. I said, that's true we had we had a few yeah like I don't remember it I was just, just one lockdown to me but yeah sorry some sort of lockdown and yeah they asked me if I wanted to to do if I ever thought about doing a TED talk I was yeah. like yeah of course I talked about it yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie <laughs> day. and she was like oh for NHS and I was yeah. like oh my gosh that's amazing yeah so um yeah it was just like months and months of I still had to sort of apply okay and submit like my proposal yeah but yeah it was just months of like Going back and forth. I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much went into doing a TED talk. Yeah. Honestly, it's, yeah. But eventually, like, it came down to the day and I was so nervous. I was, oh, I was so, my main thing was like, please don't fall down. Please don't mm. fall. Because I knew it was live as well. And people oh, were watching. yes. Yes, I've oh, yes, been nervous about that. I was just like, I'd be yeah. So nervous. But, um, and also just remembering, like, my memory is, is not great. I was going to say, do you have a little teleprompter? Nope. So you have to memorize everything. Some places do, but I had to memorize this. And oh we goodness. did have like a person that we could make eye contact with if okay. we forgot. I was like, I was so determined not to. Not so I didn't to. look at that person. I did miss out like a couple of lines. Yeah. But, you know, obviously only I know my script. At least you so. do remember a couple of lines. Yeah. Based. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I couldn't see anyone either. Like it's all so black, I couldn't see any faces. Oh wow! So, um, but it was a surreal experience. That's amazing. I'm ev- so proud of you. I'm so inspired by that. That is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. And I hope it, it was like I said, it was about empathy. Yeah. In within the criminal justice system and mm-hmm. mental health, and I spoke about neurodiversity as well. So yeah. I hope, like, you know, the message sort of comes across yeah. and people can get something out of it. Yeah, that's absolutely amazing. I know you've worked on like a lot of campaigns as well. What would you say has been has been maybe the most memorable one or the most mm. your favorite one or one that's really really spoken to you or been so Ooh. personal to you? I think the one that like, took me out of my uh, comfort zone was yeah. the um the curvy Kate okay campaign I did I did it years I think it was like my one of my first campaigns okay um and it was all about body confidence and okay. um, self esteem yeah and I spoke about like. So for me, I had eczema. Okay. And my school uh, was a school where you couldn't wear trousers. Oh, really? Yeah. So outdated. I mean, I don't think that could that, happen now. No, it's not. It because now they're making the kids only wear trousers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a Catholic school and it was just very okay, strict. Okay, yeah. Um, I just remember like just always being self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I would always wear tights even in summer, like when it was really hot. Oh, really? So I just, I had so many marks like on my legs, especially. And... Mm. Yeah, it was the first time I sort of spoke about it and just meeting with like other women as well, yeah. talking about like our, you know, various sort of things that we were, um, yeah. that we had overcome. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that campaign because yeah, it was just, it was just really nice. And yeah. like I said, it was my first time. So mm. it's always going to be like my most memorable, memorable one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I also know you've, you founded, um, She Aspires Skills Academy. Yes. Yeah, Can you let us know what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it started off as, um, a project that I did at university yeah. and it was all about like 
supporting women um mm-hmm. in various careers yeah um so it's a mix of like students graduates and those who have like just left university and trying to find like jobs and all that kind of stuff yeah. so it's a platform slightly changing now but it's a, it's a platform um to support uh people in various different career paths yeah and i'm also sort of incorporating like neurodiversity and mental health in the workplace yeah um and just yeah it's a tool that people can sort of use if they want to sort of look and and experience a, an unfiltered sort of view of what careers are like yeah because you know as you probably know like sometimes you know when you are watching interviews or reading things it can be sugar-coated like mm-hmm. someone will say oh i just i got to 50k and it's like well what was your journey like journey did you there, get yeah. rejections like did something yeah. happen did you have any hurdles so yeah. it's just like highlighting um the messy parts mm-hmm. of being a career woman just yeah. being um, in different spaces as well. Yeah What would you say like Some of your What your hurdles were In like Building your career It was It was hard Like from the outside It yeah. looks like I accelerated quick mm-hmm. And I do get that So I They didn't walk in your shoes <laughs> They didn't They didn't exp- Like honestly I remember, I remember like I was still a band five And that's usually When you first qualify It's like your okay. junior level and I asked, like, one of, not my manager, but one of the seniors, like, yeah. what can I do to get to a six, to get up? Yeah. And she basically said to me, oh, um, Jennifer, I don't think it's something that you should think about right now. Wow, um, okay. I would say probably stay in this position for, like, maybe three years. Oh, and then start. So, and I was like, oh, my gosh, wow, geez, maybe I'm not doing that well. Yeah, well, that would be another <laughs> opportunity to be, to be a mentor or something. Goodness exactly. me. Exactly. And I remember seeing, like, my peers who had started the same time as me yeah. moving up. Mm-hmm. And I had a black OT. And there's not that many black occupational therapists, although yeah. we are growing, um, who said to me, Jennifer, if you if you want to grow, mm-hmm. you need to leave this place. You need to, oh. unfortunately, as a black person, we do have to, like, hop. Yeah. Hop instead hop of, around. like, yeah, the same moving place. up in the same place. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. Like, okay. I, I would stay for maybe, like, one or two years. Yeah. And then find another job and go through, you know, several interviews, be mm-hmm. rejected and blah, blah, blah. Um. So my, my main hurdle was, like, just knowing that not everybody will believe in you, but yeah. what counts is that you believe in yourself. So, yep. and that's what I, like, everything I do, I said it's everything I do, even the TED talk or just working in general. Yeah. Most of it is done scared. Mm. When I'm doing a presentation, I do it scared. When I did the TED talk, I do it scared, but I still do you it. You do it. That's I fun. Still That's do what's it. And I get to yeah. that other side and it becomes easier and easier yeah. um, the more I do things. That's really, really cool. No, honestly, you're so inspiring. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I absolutely love like seeing <laughs> black women just doing amazing things and like just growing and using their platform for good and just like you're the way you, you've been created like this for a reason. Do you mean you you being an empath, you caring about people? There's such a reason. There's a reason for all of it. Yeah. Do you get me? It was all predestined to happen. Do you get yeah. me? But and what would you say has been like the highlight of everything that you do so far? Oh, uh, I mean, I can't not say the turtle. I know the turtle is that. I can't not say it. Um, do you get like a plaque for it? Do you get anything? That, plaque? Like, no, you just get. I'm waiting for the thing to be out on YouTube. <laughs> that's my. That's my. Okay, that'll be plaque. Plaque. Yeah. No, because I will be introducing myself as yes, I'm Jenny, the TED Talk speaker. Yes. <laughs> so that I think that was probably, yeah, probably the biggest. Because yeah. again, I, I dreamt of it. I remember, like, I still have like my notes saying, "Oh, I'm gonna be a TED Talk speaker." And that's again, I, I was never the type of person to. To speak like yeah. in front of people, like even in class, like really, I would get heart palpitations if the teacher would ask me to read. Like I was like, oh so come to me, please don't come to me. No, this was so scary in English time when they're like, Oh, I'm gonna pick people to read. I'm like, oh, Yeah, God, and, and then when me. they do, I stop mispronouncing mm, words. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's gonna look just, like I can't the read. The word is this, yeah. But all of a sudden now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was it's, a lot. it's so weird. Like 15, 16 year old me would not have um would have imagined it, yeah. like obviously in my dreams, but not. Yeah. Imagine it actually happening. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm honestly really and truly so so proud of you. Thank you. And this is absolutely so amazing. And we're gonna have you on again. Absolutely. With, with your co-host, so we yes. can get into you know she's in a pod. I wanted to make make sure this was really really about you to highlight everything that you do. And just to sum up quickly, we've said you know there's a lot that you know as Black people we go through in, in the communities a lot of misunderstanding and about like mental health and stuff. What is one advice that you would say that everyone who's listening can take with them? Mm-hmm. That you think will help us in terms of moving different for the future? 
Yeah. Like when we have kids and all that kind of stuff. I think it's it's being more open minded. Yeah. Um, especially with what's happening in our society in, yeah. in terms of like crime and mm. um, you know, especially within the black community. Yeah. I hate, I mean, this is just personally me. I I don't like this term like black on black crime. Like I just, it's not I just a real don't, thing. I just don't like yeah. I don't like hearing that. And it's crime. I just want, and again, maybe I just always have my clinical hat on. I, mm. I always try and, like I said, I always try and see like, how has this person got into this point? Yeah. So I want people to just be more empathetic towards yeah. like people's journey. Yeah. You don't have to agree with what they've done. Mm. And I certainly don't always agree with what's happened, yeah. but I, I appreciate like what the journey must have been like for them. Honest, yeah. And I think that will definitely help us in supporting each other more, yeah. uh, being more empathetic yeah. and, you know, hopefully... Using that as part of the solution to, yeah. to ending all of this. Yeah, that's amazing. But thank you so so much for being on our platform. We appreciate me. it. Please let people know where they can find you on socials and stuff like that. So you can find me on. Uh, I was about to say the, the podcast. No, no, say the podcast as <laughs> well. Say, yes, I'll say the podcast. All of it, so everything. Find me on she's in a pod. Yeah. Um, at she's in a pod, like Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, you can find me at Jen Okolo. So J E N O K O L O. Yeah. On Instagram. Um, and you can email me as well I get so many like um, people who are wanting to go into the health industry or um, even criminal justice Mm -hmm. um, hitting me up so you can send me a message if you want to find out more and that's very very important um, to be able to be that person who can help other people that's very very important well guys thank you for tuning in I'm looking at the camera again I said there's a camera that's what I was like we're some some human it's a habit it really is a habit but um, thank you guys for tuning to this episode we really appreciate you guys Um, let us know how you found the episode do follow Jen as well and I hope you guys have been inspired and we can uplift each other and be more empathetic to our neighbours and we will catch you next week have a great week guys bye Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.